Hello and welcome to Wake Up Take a Minute with Andrea Holman. I hope you are ready to have a wonderful time today learning about my ministry and others who are encouraging you to grow and show love. In a world of noise, it's hard to know who to listen to and who to tune out. Thank you for your bold choice today listening to Wake Up Take a Minute with me, your host, Andrea Holman. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on what time you're listening to me and where you are at in the world. I hope you're having a wonderful day, and I'm excited to share with you the topic we are going to discuss. Today, we are going to be looking at the second episode of our new series, History's Greatest Moms. Now, I can't cover them all, y'all, but I'm going to cover a few of the good ones. I do hope that some of the moms I share about you have never heard of because that will mean we are learning together. This week's episode will center around Irma Bombeck. She has a very interesting story. And according to her daughter, Betsy, she was definitely a woman who could hold her own. In fact, during an interview, Betsy shared this about her mother. She liked people who were strong and held their own. She was a very big presence, her daughter Betsy told People. If you couldn't hold your own, she could roll over you. That coming from her daughter. It sounds like Irma definitely knew how to hold her own. She knew exactly what she wanted, and she went after it. If I was her kid, I wouldn't want to tell her no to bedtime. While reviewing her life story, she went through seasons, much like all of us do. However, it was very interesting with Irma because she realized when the season was to be lived in, and I think that she realized also when to let the season go, and that helped her be flexible in life, moving from one area of her life to the next where she was needed. Her life story is one of humor and perseverance. She was able to take her everyday life and turn it into something funny, relatable, and make a career out of it. However, that's not all she did. She gave a voice to women, and she fought for women to have equal rights. That fight is still happening today. I have so enjoyed getting to learn more about this lady's life and her career. So let me share more with you about Irma Bombeck. Irma Bombeck was best known for her witty syndicate columns written for many newspapers and magazines. She was born on February 21st, 1927 in Bellbrook, Ohio. Her father was a crane operator and Irma was raised in Dayton, Ohio by her older sister, Thelma. Irma started elementary school in 1932 and then moved to her grandmother's house along with her mom after the death of her father in 1936. In Irma's young childhood, she learned how to sing and tap dance. What was interesting was a local radio station actually found out she could sing and tap dance. They brought her in to perform reviews on the radio station for children. She did that for eight years. What I find interesting about this is that it was produced as a review, which is a theatrical entertainment skit or song or dance, typically dealing satirically with topical issues. So unbeknownst to her, they were probably creating these songs that she was singing in a satirical way against current issues that were happening at that time. As a young child singing and dancing and, you know, making fun of or poking fun of unknowingly a current issue happening in the world actually helped develop how she viewed the world around her and was also able to help her see the funny in life. I'm going to actually take this and break it down just one step further because A, it's my show and I can, and B, I love to see how people's early influences in their life 
actually stay with them and where that takes them to later. And I find this interesting. If you think about her being involved in this radio show from such a young age, the length of time and that type of show, she was influencing the next generation without even knowing it. She was already being honed to influence others. So this to me is a very critical point for her in her life of development. I just thought that was a very interesting side note because that's kind of where my mind went with that. Hey y'all, this is Andrea Holman. If you would like to learn more about me, my upcoming music releases, speaking events, songwriting, or podcast that's happening now, please go on over to my website at andreaholman.com or you can visit my Facebook at Official Andrea Holman. There you can get all the latest and greatest. So now that we've discussed a little bit about her younger childhood influences, let's fast forward a little bit. In 1940, she entered junior high and she began writing a humorous column for the newspaper, The Owl. In 1942, she entered high school vocational school. It's now Patterson Vocational High School. And she wrote a serious column. However, at the same time, she used it as an avenue to be able to develop her own unique style with her humor. In 1942, when she entered high school, she also started working at the Dayton Herald as a copy girl. She had a full-time job she was actually sharing with a friend. I love how while she was participating in this job share program, she unknowingly took place in the corporation's learning curve in order to establish programs like these in the future for other moms that we still benefit from today. After that, her very first interview in 1943, the very first interview that she does in a serious newspaper feature for the Dayton Herald was with none other than Shirley Temple. You know that little girl who used to sing and dance on TV? On the good ship, lollipop, it's a sweet trip to the candy shop. That little girl who became a sweetheart for generations to come. Talk about landing a great interview and then to have it be taken so seriously by the newspaper. That was pretty impressive, y'all, for the fact that she was still in high school. She was continuing to pave the way for other women. In 1944, she graduates high school. She goes to become a typist and a stenographer for multiple companies, including the Dayton Herald, in order to work her way through college. In 1946, she enrolls in Ohio University. However, she failed most of her literary assignments. I don't understand how you can be an award-winning, best-selling author and fail most of your literary assignments. So I don't know what was going on there, but that's what happened. So she was rejected for the university paper. And basically after one semester, she leaves because her funds run out. Later, Irma enrolled in the University of Dayton. She lived with her family and worked multiple jobs. While in college, one of her professors shared with her that she had great prospects as a writer. And this is when she started writing for the university paper, The Exponent. Who says a little encouragement can't go a long way? She graduated in 1949 with a degree in English and became a lifelong active contact for the university and later a lifetime trustee of the institution in 1987. That same year, Irma married a fellow student who attended the University of Dayton by the name of Bill Bombeck. He was a veteran of World War II, as well as an educator and a school supervisor. So here's where her life starts to take a little bit of a twist. 
this is where Irma will start to learn the valuable lessons of being a working wife as well as a stay-at-home mom. And she also is able to draw on her experiences to hone how she becomes relatable through her writing to other moms and make them laugh, even when they may really want to cry. <laughs> So in 1949, she and her husband get married. Somewhere during that time frame, her and her husband were informed that they were unable to have children. So in 1953, the Bombecks decide to add baby Betsy to their family through adoption. This started Irma's journey to intensely focus on being a stay-at-home mom. Despite the fact that the doctors told her that they would not be able to have children, she gave birth to two sons during this time frame. They had their first son, Andrew, in 1955 and their second son, Matthew, in 1958. It was interesting because during this time frame that she is actually in an intense period of being a stay-at-home mom, a stay-at-home wife, she was still busy working. In 1954, she was continuing to write her series of humorous columns for the Dayton Shopping News. I love it that she was a career woman and a stay-at-home mom all at the same time. In 1959, they moved to Centerville, Ohio into track housing developments. And guess who they moved in next to? Do you know? Well, it was Mr. Phil Donahue, of all people. I mean, come on, seriously? In 1965, she actually has the opportunity to host her own radio show. It is called At Wit's End. And I do not know what mama cannot relate to that. Bombeck resumed her writing career for the local Kettering Oakwood Times in 1964 with weekly columns that yielded $3 each. Woo! The following year, the Dayton Journal-Herald requested a new humorous column as well, and Bombeck agreed to write two weekly 450-word columns for $50. Now that was a pay raise. After three weeks, the articles went into national syndication, y'all, through the Newsday newspaper syndicate into 36 major U.S. Newspapers with three weekly columns under the title At Wit's End. Do you think she got a pay raise? I wasn't able to find that she did. My guess is that she did not. However, I do not know the details of that agreement. But you can tell that she is one hardworking mom. Bombeck quickly became very popular nationwide. And in 1966, she began doing lectures in various cities and appeared and talked about her columns, talked about her work that she did at all of the newspapers. She also did an appearance on the Arthur Godfrey radio show. And once she did that, she became a regular guest on the show. Irma had a gift for writing and she wrote many books, most of which became bestsellers. But one of the best titles I found that I thought was pretty hilarious that I'll share with you is The Grass is Greener Over the Septic Tank. <laughs> I don't know where she got that title from, but I think that's hilarious. I mean, I haven't even read the book, and I'm telling you, I am sure that I can totally relate. For years, Bombeck went through the process of working and building her career. She actually was doing the radio show. She was writing books. She was doing newspaper columns, and she was also involved in several TV writing projects, as well as being the star and producer of her own show for ABC. In 1978, she created a television show pilot that was called The Grass is Always Greener that aired on CBS. In 1981, she wrote and produced her own show called Maggie, which was for ABC. However, However, unfortunately, both of these shows failed and they were removed from the year. At this point in time, she really was overworked and she just wanted to be at home and spend some time with her family. So she did not take an opportunity to continue on doing sitcoms. And then in 1978, she became involved in a movement that is still actively going on today. 
She was recruited for the Presidential Advisory Committee for Women, particularly for the final implementation of the Equal Rights Amendment with the ERA, America Organization, support. Bombeck was strongly criticized by conservative figures and some U.S. stores reacted to her becoming involved in this movement by removing her books (laughs) from their stores. Mind you, this amendment was first introduced in Congress in 1923, 55 years earlier than when she became involved in this. So it's not like she wrote the thing. It's just because she supported it and started to work on this that she then became reprimanded because of what she was supporting. I guess people thought it was okay if we could make the women laugh, but don't start pushing that equal rights movement. You are out of line. So just to educate myself a little more, I did a little digging on what she became involved in, and here's what I found through Wikipedia. The Equal Rights Amendment is a proposed amendment to the United States Constitution designed to guarantee equal rights for all American citizens regardless of sex. It seeks to end the legal distinctions between men and women in matters of divorce, property, employment, and other matters. The first version of the ERA was written by Alice Paul and Crystal Eastman. It was introduced in Congress the same year it was written in 1923 and subsequently reintroduced in every congressional session for half a century, y'all. This has been going on for quite a while. The Equality Rights Amendment was passed in 1972 by Congress, and it was quickly ratified by 35 of the 38 states that it needed to become part of the Constitution. I asked myself, why is this really relevant today? Because the majority of rights have been covered under other amendments to the Constitution or the original Constitution itself. However, this country is ever-changing. The ERA, as it was originally written, has still not passed today. And at this point in time, I believe it's difficult to do that. And here's why. This is my own personal belief. I believe that part of the issue is that throughout time, the agenda has changed. So maybe passing the ERA becomes more difficult due to those potential implications. So for me, why this matters is because it's important for the future generations. So my job is to really try to understand the ongoing implications it would have long-term and educate myself because knowledge is key. As far as her overall career goes, she wrote over 4,000 newspaper columns using broad and sometimes eloquent humor, chronicling the ordinary life of a Midwestern suburban housewife. And by the 1970s, her columns were read semi-weekly by 30 million readers of the 900 newspapers in the U.S. and Canada. She was also making twice weekly Good Morning America appearances. During the 1980s, Bombeck's annual earnings ranged from $500,000 to $1 million a year. That is a far cry from that $50 she received. But those were the stepping stones to her career. Her books, which are graced with such titles as At Wit's End, Just Wait Until You Have Children of Your Own, If Life is a Bowl of Cherries, What Am I Doing in the Pits, and others have won multiple awards. She had a very far-reaching influence on women around the world, and she taught them how to find the humor in everyday life, as well as show them how to still be involved in your community and making a difference while being a full-time great mom at the same time. The work that Irma so loved and valued is still active today and is holding its own against authors who have been influenced by her work. Although her work on the Equal Rights Amendment did not end with the Equal Rights Amendment being passed by all states required, she did serve a very critical role in helping advance the article, and it is still alive and being debated today. 
When Bombeck was 20 years old, she was diagnosed with polycystic kidney disease, an incurable, untreatable genetic disease. She survived breast cancer and a mastectomy and kept secret the fact that she had kidney disease, enduring daily dialysis. Talk about something giving you perseverance in your life and helping you really develop and understand how you want to live your life. I can't imagine being a mom, being a career woman, and being as involved as she was, coping with this type of illness and keeping it hidden. No wonder she really could hold her own. She went public in 1993, and she was on a waiting list for years for a kidney transplant. On April 3rd of 1996, she did receive a kidney transplant. However, on April 22nd of 1996... At the age of 69, she passed away from complications to the operation. She was buried in the Woodland Cemetery in Dayton, Ohio, under a large rock from the Phoenix Desert. Her legacy is far-reaching, with an impact to her family, moms, writers, and all the people that she reached around the world. She worked tirelessly to give a voice to women through her humor, through her writing, through her laughter, and through her love, and through the way that she looked at life, as well as becoming involved in something that to others might have been controversial for the Equal Rights Amendment. However, for her, it was something she felt a need to do. She didn't back down, and through everything she did in life, she held her own. I hope that in learning some about Irma Bombeck's life that you were able to laugh a little, and I hope that her story has inspired you in some way to be able to hold your own as well and to continue to be that great mom you are. Stay safe, stay healthy, and as always, be you, because I'm Tegan. Hello, this is Andrea Holman. You're listening to Wake Up, Take a Minute podcast. I wanted to share with you my mission today. My mission is to help others be authentic and grow, to find their wake up, take a minute moment and step out into their purpose. Remember, be you, I'm taken. This episode is sponsored by In His Hands Promotions and Ministries, helping others share their gifts and God's message of love. You can contact them at info.inhishands at gmail.com.